You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. This is Greg Miller. Hey! This is Anthony Gallegos. This is Justin Davis. Rap, rap. Call him JD. <laughs> no, that's or not. Justice Dolphin. I saw a pretty yeah. amazing uh, rendition, an artist's rendition of uh, Justice yeah. Dolphin. It's my favorite thing. The podcast that I'm on regularly is not big, but it's getting big enough that the Photoshops are starting Tech to happen. Tech fetish. Yeah. Every, Every Friday? Friday? Okay, I was going to say Friday. And, I wasn't and sure the Photoshops are my new favorite thing. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so this is a pretty big week for uh, the video games. Is it? Yeah. Okay. What, you know, you don't I just it. like the way you said it. <laughs> the video games. That's good. You got Dishonored, you got XCOM, you got Ooh. Walking Dead, Ooh. Episode 4. Yeah. All coming out this week. Yeah. All best on PC. Oh, gosh. <laughs> get out of here. XCOM's great on PS3. I'm playing it. No, no, it is. Actually, XCOM's perfectly fine on all consoles, but... Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't decide what order to play these games in. I Walking can. Dead first, because you can get through the fastest. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you're like I wanted I I got my copy of XCOM last week and I actually was mad because I wanted to try to get through Borderlands 2. Finally finished Borderlands 2 XCOM. this weekend and I I started playing XCOM instead. Yeah. Then I'm jumping back to Borderlands, trying to beat everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and now it's just like I'm gonna have to put Borderlands aside because I want to yeah. play more XCOM. You have to shelf it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been playing XCOM. I have XCOM. XCOM. Uh, tell, give us your impressions. Our review is up now. Yeah, it is. I really, I really. Eight point two. Eight point two. Which is I, great. Some people are upset about that. Story, yeah, I, I totally. I mean, I'm like, I'd say seven missions in, somewhere in there, and I, I think an eight two is totally fair. It's, it's a great game. I really love playing it, but it does have like, there's a barrier to entry to it. It is very complicated. There's a lot of things going on. And then there's like you think those are the knocks against it? I mean, I haven't read Steve's review yet. That's, oh. Those are some of my reviews. Like mine, mine's on like a presentation front. It's not like you know. Some like, people wish it was more complicated. That's what, that was part of his uh, uh, criticism. He really I liked mean, the story and the character development, and he thought it could be a little bit more hardcore for the for the, for the hardcore XCOM fans. Sure, but that's what I, they've been trying to balance with this whole thing. Right. That's what like I haven't played XCOM yet, but the impression I get is that that's a game that they're really gonna have a hard time winning with people, like because it's never gonna be as hardcore as the old games were, which were bananas. But it's also going to be like a lot more complicated and complex than most games that come out exactly. today. So people think to that they do it because they're trying to develop for consoles. I don't think that's the case at all. I think if anything, they're just trying to develop it for an audience in 2012. Exactly. Because they were for a mainstream versus audience. 1994. Yeah. 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 Like I have positive memories of the old XComs, but I bought them on Steam and went back and played them. Uh, you know, within the last year or so, those games are mean. Like they are really mean to the player, and they don't explain anything. And like you will lose the first mission I think easily. People like, should be happy to get. Should just be happy to get an XCOM game ever again. Yeah. yeah. Like honestly, like yeah. it, 
they're like, oh, I can't believe they're trying to do all these things to turn it into something where they can make money, which first of all, they're a business, but yeah. second of all, it's like, it's like, you know, they did not have to ever make XCOM again. There was no reason. If they did, it could have been a shooter. They didn't need to make it a strategy. They're well, trying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah. Well, right, but I'm saying, but I'm saying as a publisher to do this, it shows that they're willing to take a great risk on sure. it. Sure. And yeah, anyone yeah. that thinks that Firaxis doesn't like love the old game or love turn-based XCOM is just insane. Yeah, it's crazy that it's here now, because wasn't this XCOM just announced early this year? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. up until then, we were expecting XCOM, this first-person shooter, was supposed to be coming out. And yeah, then, possibly third. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's going on with that? But like, yeah, this was just announced. Like, they... Yeah. Uh, I think it was yeah, like and I, I want to bet against you, didn't I, about this? I, that this one would be out before <laughs> the first-person shooter? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Good old GameScoop. As a big fan of turn-based strategy games, uh, I just think it's awesome that there's yeah. a big high-profile yeah. turn-based strategy game coming to consoles that, to retail. That yeah, that's another thing. Like, when was the last time we had a big? It's sixty bucks, right? Full full price, yeah. like yeah. a big sixty-dollar turn-based strategy experience. I can't Valkyria? even remember. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, and sure. this is definitely better than that. Yeah, and I love. Oh, I mean, no, I, I, it might be fighting words for Greg Miller. I don't know. No, there was no trophies in Valkyria Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like part of what I'm drawing from, right? Is like for me, you know, I played PC games a little bit back in the day, Men in Black, of course. So for me, you know, not having the XCOM PC experience or whatever, Valkyria was my turn-based like you know thing. That's where I I've played more Valkyria Chronicles, more hours of Valkyria turn-based than any other turn-based game. You ever didn't have before. a PlayStation. I did. You didn't play that Final Fantasy Tactics? No. Oh my Final God. Fantasy, come on. What am I, Ryan Clements? I got things to do. I got <laughs> girls battle, to meet. Advance Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Advance Wars I played. See, what I'm, I'm not saying I never played it turn-based. I'm saying Valkyria was really the one that I sunk hours and hours and, and hours XCOM into. XCOM has those same gameplay elements in a much cooler world. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down with that. But what I'm saying is that it, it, I think Valkyria leads you in a little bit better. Whereas XCOM, it was like a few tutorial missions, and then it was like all the stuff. Oh, yeah, XCOM, I think. And I that's feel what like, I was saying about I how feel it was like more they, they expect you to lose. Oh yeah. Effort. Well, that was the thing. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I was, I you get to name your characters, and then there's permanent death or whatever. I but like I, that. I, like I that. named my first round of characters. I'm like Mike Mitchell, my roommate, and Colin <laughs> Campbell, because this guy's from Britain. And, yada, and those guys are just getting massacred out there. I'm like, damn. Like, I had all these like delusions of grandeur that my Hulk Hogan was gonna be with me forever and ever. Dead two missions in. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like, can make a really good Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You got the handlebar mustache. Yeah. yeah. I gotta, I gotta get on XCOM. Yeah. I, I love turn-based strategy. I had an Advance Wars fan site in 2002. Nice. It's still on the web. That was I love, before I was doing Advance Wars. What's, what's the traffic like to? What, uh, well, there's no Advance Wars, Wars games fans. anymore. Com. Like when an Advance Wars game comes out, the traffic spikes significantly. <laughs> um, AdvanceWarsNet.com. <laughs> and it's, it's still on the web. And that was little Justin Davis in high school making websites and. Advance Wars was great. That's pretty good. Uh, now, Justin, you've been playing Dishonored. Yeah, I have. And I we, also have. yeah, our our review for that is up, and we give it a nine point two. I want to say nine point two, amazing, and it's getting those reviews all over the place. Mm. Lots and lots of nines and tens. So um, I'm really, really amped for this one. You have been enjoying it, but maybe not quite as much. Sure, as I am. I am not. For me, it's not anywhere close to being a game of the year candidate. Um, I definitely am enjoying it. If my personal review would be a seven ish. Um, right. I think, I think, so I, I, well, I sort of have a problem with stealth games in general. Um, I feel like stealth games are great until you get discovered. Then they kind of fall apart. And I've always kind of felt that way. Like, that's when you see sort of seams in the AI or, you know, it's not that fun. Like, you just want to restart the mission again and you got to go through what you already did. And it's fun to be all creepy and stealthy once, but if you have to do that a second time or do that a third time because you made a mistake, then you kind of just want to rush through it. Yeah, and then yeah. you sort of get caught in the spiral of being discovered a lot. I will say Dishonored, though, offers you chances to... Be stealthy if you want, and then you can be like a weird mix of stealthy and like a murderer. Yeah. Like they encourage you to be like the guy that appears, kills, like there's a part in Cam's video review actually that showcases it really well where he kills a guy and then purposely throws his body over a balcony to shock everyone, yeah. which is like something you can do. You can do that to distract everyone and then you're like, now I'm out. Yeah, there's, there's a few things that I do really, really like about it and that, that it does stealth a little bit differently than other games. And uh, one thing that I love is when you get discovered that's not necessarily game over like in Splinter Cell. Like you can run and hide. And like the guards will like they're persistent, but like being discovered isn't like the end of the mission. Like gotcha. you can just run and they'll chase you. Like I swam underwater for a while, and like then they couldn't find me anymore. And I thought that was cool that like you're not just stuck in some alarm state like forever. Like um, I think that uh, one thing though, like if I had to level one criticism against it that is like the most glaring to me is that. It has no way of telling you if you're actually hidden. Yep. Like that is that mm. is like the number one thing. Like. Skyrim does it with like an eyeball to tell you and it tells you like with the line over if you're not hidden like other games like Splinter Cell is a great example where it goes black and white when you're actually in the shadows and hidden 
this game, no indication if you're hidden. That's at all weird. Or that's not. weird. For it, you can be in a shadow, and the guy, could, and then you'll be seen. You're like, I thought I was hidden. Nah, you weren't. Yeah, guards have an indication when they see you. Like you'll see the little thing. The exactly, bar but you don't have head. a thing yeah. telling but you like right now you are unseen. You yeah. are, you cannot be seen. Like, and like sometimes like there doesn't seem to be too much rhyme or reason. Like you have this ability to like teleport short distances, and sometimes they'll like see you make that hop, and sometimes they might not. Like it's really just kind of the luck of the draw whether you're going to escape. Um, the other thing that I really do like about the game is I feel like it strikes the perfect balance between the guards being persistent. Um, like in Splinter Cell, they will literally leap across rooftops and chase <laughs> you. Like they're relentless, and it's sort of like it's like oh, you got seen, and then you got to run halfway across the city to finally get hidden again. And then other games, like in Skyrim, you can literally shoot a dude in the face with an arrow, and then he'll be like, oh, must have been the wind. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this game, it's like, the, it's like they have limits. It's like yeah. the, if you go up on top of a building, they're like, well, yeah, can't do that. And yeah, so they, they, they strike it. a good balance between being really persistent and dangerous. Like, you don't want to be caught, but it's not, like, super annoying where you got to spend ten minutes trying to escape. So I like, I like that balance. They struck a lot. The IGN Review recommends Dishonored if you enjoy Deus Ex and Bioshock. Do you agree with those recommendations? I agree with that, and I think it's kind of, it's like I was talking with Mitch Dyer, another one of our editors, last night, and he thought it was funny how everyone's talking about how refreshing this game is and how there's really nothing else like it. And he's like, this, he's like, Deus Ex came out, like, a year ago. And it yeah. is a lot like Deus Ex, like yeah. Human Revolution. So it's like, it's like, it is refreshing and that it, there aren't that many games that are like this. But yeah. Deus Ex uh, was doing a lot of the I same I like thing. Bioshock and I didn't like Deus Ex. So uh, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Well, I think they mean it's like Deus Ex in the sense that like, here choice. are some tools, figure out how you're going to go in there okay. and handle So it's not like I have a lame battery that makes me not do cool things. No. Got it. And no. I would say, I would say, in my opinion, Dishonored is probably more open than Deus Ex. Yeah, I, like, I was going to say, I liked Deus Ex a lot, but... It seems like there's like three ways to do every exactly. objective, and They're like, that's this it. This game's so open, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can crawl like... through this human-sized uh, vent, <laughs> yeah. or you can hack this door, or you can kill dudes. Yeah, Those that's, are your that's three. kind of it. Um, and so this feels more. I, I like, did enjoy it though. So. This feels more like a proper sandbox. Like okay. I, you can literally like you know go all the way around and go in the back door, or, like do whatever. Yeah, um, back door. People compare it to Bioshock <laughs> yeah. mostly because of the aesthetic. Like it has a very Bioshock aesthetic, and like you know you find food all over the place, and eat it just like okay. you do in Bioshock. Good, good, good. I like eating blue potion and a red potion. Just like Cookie Monster, like, just shoving there is, stuff there in is your a face. blue potion and a red potion. Yeah, I actually mean, hadn't made that. It, an aesthetic, like aesthetically, it looks very like much like Bioshock. That's Even cool. the character design. And you find audio logs, and that gives exactly. you background about the world. Uh, the complaints I'm hearing are actually with the story and, and the the character development. Yeah, I mean, I don't play for the story actually at all. Like Corvo is a mute, and so he's actually not the most interesting character. Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't understand the decision to make him silent. But uh, the, you're the protagonist you play as? Yeah. yeah. But like to me, it's like I don't. I'm not playing for the story as much as I am just for the fun of seeing how to go through a mission, like figuring out if I'm going to be able to do it silently or if I get caught. How am I going to get out of this really crappy situation? Another thing that I really liked about this game, and I'm trying to. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but so it is mission based. You do mission one, mission two, mission three, and uh, and within those missions, it sort of each is a huge sandbox. And decisions you make in each mission changes the game in like significant ways. And yeah. lots of games have a bullet on their back of their box that's like, oh, you can affect the world. And this, I feel like, handles that better than yeah. most. I, um, so I poisoned some dudes. I'll just I'll put it that way. I killed a I, bunch of people, yeah. too. <laughs> I poisoned some dudes, and then that affected me later in the game. Like, I was doing a good thing, but then later it had like bad repercussions yeah, that like I hadn't a, like thought too much about. Like, I kill, if you kill a bunch of people, for instance... A bunch of like zombie-like creatures will appear throughout the level, Later. and so then you'll have to deal with that. Yeah. And so like there was like one situation I ran into where a side a side objective, hidden side objective, was like save these two people, you know, if you can from the guards because these guards are going to beat them up and probably kill them. Yeah. But I I had spawned so many zombies and the zombies were chasing me that when I ran to them the zombies just ate them all. Like, <laughs> well, guards and the people alike are all dead now because of me killing people like a badass so much earlier. Like you mm-hmm. they you are definitely encouraged to not kill people if you can, if it's not necessary. That's yeah. cool. I like, so, I mean, the reason, I guess I don't have, like, a tick box of reasons. Like, these are the six reasons that it's not a 9.2 on the Justin Davis scale. It's more like games don't start at a 10 and lose points for the things they, they do wrong. They start neutral and they gain points for being awesome. And the game just seems sort of, you know, first-person stealth action. I don't know. You know, I sort of, I just don't dig it as much as other people, I don't think. I'm excited for it. Greg, you should play too. Okay. Um, you want to play co-op? Is there no. co-op? No. no. There's no co-op. Uh, there's all of a sudden lots of good stealth stuff coming out, it seems like, because there's Dishonored, there was Mark of the Ninja, which you yeah. guys should all play Game's if you great. haven't played that yet, and then uh, a new Hitman's coming out soon. Ooh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Dishonored, I would say, has more in, more in common with Hitman than any other game people have compared it to. I know you're a Hitman fan. I am. But now this new Hitman has uh, 
has received some criticism. Maybe it's the the marketing of the new Hitman. So I don't, I'm wondering if you're as I, yeah. So when for I saw a, a Hitman demo, I was like, oh, it seemed like ridiculously linear. Like there was only one way to get there, which is like the antithesis of what Hitman's always been about. But then I've heard that other demos of Hitman since then have made it seem like it is classic Hitman, where it's like, yeah. here's a box, figure out how I to played kill a these I played guys. a bunch of Hitman back in the day on uh, the Hitman. PS2. I liked what I saw at E3 when I got to sit down and play it, where it was, yeah, like, it was the Chinatown one or whatever, where there's the guy in the middle of the area. Yeah, you yeah. could poison his fish, you could mm-hmm. drop a car See, that's on what I'm saying, that's, 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 that's demo, classic right? yeah, Hitman. Yeah. You can yeah. learn a pattern, and through his pattern, you'll see there's like eight different places where yeah, yeah. you could take him out as benignly as strangling him. Yeah. Or you could dress up as a delivery guy exactly. and blow him up. Yeah. Or, or a like bunch of poison crap. food. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. Can, I, I mean, marketing-wise, yeah, they've they've done some missteps that probably harm them with <laughs> harm them with with a very small vocal minority of the community. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but overall, like, I, I'm st- it's still going to be probably one of my most anticipated games of next year. Of next year? Isn't it? It's out in November. Year? Is it out in November? Yeah. That's, no, that's crazy. I thought I like, got delayed. November twentieth. Wow. Yep. I thought I got delayed. See Going up against the Wii U, yeah. huh? Well, it should be delayed. <laughs> no, not because it's not a bad game. Just not because it's not a good game, but because it's like, yeah, so much because stuff you just said, like a Wii season. U, Halo's going to be out. Yeah, like, but I mean, that's All-Stars Day, too, right? At this point, right? this fall's more open than next spring. Like, it's just things are getting bananas all the time, so. Things, yeah, things lighten up after Assassin's Creed. There's, like, not as many, you know, you still have Halo and you still have the Wii U launch. But yeah, I'm just saying, well, I'm just saying November out. in particular is just so bad that I just feel like that's yeah. that's a tough month for a game like Hitman. That's always a weird time to put it out, too. PlayStation All-Stars is doing the same thing coming up, and it's like, the whole point is to get it out by yeah. Black Friday, but still... And get it out for Christmas sales. I get that, but... Yeah, but, you, but no, I think it's I think you're doing yourself a disservice by putting it out. That's why October is where right. everybody tries to get to, right? Yep. Because the hype builds, kids see the things, they put it on their Christmas list, mom and dad buy it. I don't know how many kids are... Yeah, but even if you release a game in, like, January, people have Christmas money to go out and buy That's things true. with. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's always a gamble. Like, you don't really know. Like, remember the Mercenaries franchise is a weird reference, but, like, going back to the PS2, that game was sort of, you know, not a new license, not a new anything. That game launched in January, and that's how it became this big success. Yeah, so did Resident Evil 4, so did Mass Effect 2. Like, there's been other games that have released in January and done okay. Now, granted, those two franchises are definitely bigger than something like Hitman, but I still feel like Hitman could be, like, a surprise beginning of the year release rather than, like, a lost in the shuffle of November release. Sure, sure, sure. Well, then also this week is episode four of The Walking Dead. Yes. I know you cannot say a lot of specifics, but you, you have played it, right? Correct. Yeah, and yeah. you've beaten it. Yes. All right. Twice. And your review will be up Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That'll be up. <laughs> and that's all he can say. <laughs> yeah. um, the Sorry. iOS version is <laughs> lagging behind if anybody's playing it on mobile. There was a recent, uh, a very interesting iOS development uh, over the weekend that came up. And it involves your beat and something that's very important to Anthony. This is Angry Birds and Star Wars yeah. coming together, joining forces. Oh. Oh. oh! Angry Birds, Star Wars. Or, yeah, Star Wars, Angry Birds. Well, who gets top billing there? In this? Angry, Angry Birds, Star Wars. Oh, really? Angry Birds, Star Wars, no colon, just one. Sign of the times. Yeah. What's, um, it, what's it about? It's going to be a game <laughs> yeah, and so. a, li- a line of merchandise. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah, yeah, they're going absolutely bananas with it. They're doing a whole... So it is a game coming out November 8th, um, and it's going to be sort of traditional Angry Birds sort of flinging style, and it's going to have the gravity mechanics from Angry Birds space. And each of the birds has been redone as a different Star Wars character. So the red bird is Luke Skywalker, and uh, the three birds are Princess Leia, um, and so on and so forth. And they're having a giant line of toys come yeah. along with it. They have over 50 licenses for <laughs> it's t-shirts crazy. and t-shirts and board games. Yeah, it'll be a billion-dollar franchise by yeah. like, like this time next year for Is sure. Is it not already? Well, but I'm saying I mean, Star Wars Angry Birds specifically will be yeah. like a billion-dollar franchise. They are going to make a billion dollars. Those are two of the biggest licenses in the world. Yeah, this is what I was saying. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, Star Wars is dead to me now, and I can't believe they would do this. And what I think some of those folks don't understand that are maybe really into the extended universe and reading the books and this and that is that Star Wars has always been huge with little kids. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a reason that these older people liked it, because they were kids when they saw it, too. It's yeah. just that... Uh, sure. I mean, even if, like, even if you watch things like Clone Wars and stuff now, which is largely geared towards children, it's right. like, that's an awesome show, even if you're an adult Star Wars fan. Part of it is because we had Empire Strikes Back, which is really the only one that was really, you know... That dealt with any sort of like mature themes. Yeah, sure. That seems hardcore. I mean, but like. Star Wars is almost like two franchises now. Like there are all these novels, like really, really good, like genuinely good sci-fi novels that just happen to be set in the Star Wars universe, and that's obviously you know for adults. But like the the cartoon and the toys, and like there's little kids that dress up as Darth Vader that might not even know that much about who Darth Vader is for Halloween. Um, 
That's almost like you a don't whole know about separate Padme. deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we, my wife teaches kindergarten, and her kids are obsessed with Star Wars, obsessed with Angry Birds, all right. the Angry Birds backpacks and shirts. So the two coming together, their little heads are going to explode. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be really big. I want to play the game. I'm not interested in any of the toys. No. I'm sure Justin will get some of them sent to but me, like, and it'll be really dumb. Some of the but toys do look really clever. Like they just, it's just this weird mixture of brands. They have a Angry Birds Star Wars version of Jenga coming out. But the right. Jenga tower is a Death Star, but then the Death Star is a pig, a pig's head. Like and then the, you fling the birds at, yeah. so, so what, what does this have to do with Jenga? Exactly. <laughs> it's just this crazy mixture of, like, let's just, and like, so it seems like very convoluted and weird, but it also like totally makes sense. You're like, yeah, I want that Jenga set. I want it. Anthony doesn't. And Anthony's shaking his head. I don't. I have enough, I, I, at this point, yeah. it takes something very special to make me want something Star Wars, even though I'm a huge fan. I just have too much stuff. I'm actually getting rid of all my Star Wars 1996 collector's edition what? 12 inch figures. So. Wow. Yeah. eBay? Yeah, they're just sitting in my closet. I feel yeah. it feels really dumb. You know and you're going to be listening to the Angry Birds Star Wars audiobooks <laughs> when they come out. <laughs> the Red Birds attacked with no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Our Hawk defenses could not keep up. You guys have a low standard of, yeah. of Star Wars audiobooks. They're amazing. Yeah. I know. You wrecked another wooden wall <laughs> with a glass wall outside of it. I did just finish the very last currently for sale Star Wars uh, non-abridged audiobook, so I have no more. So go on iTunes and look how many there are and how much money that is. I bought all that. What are you going to do now? I don't. Re-listen do, to them. Do we need to put you on like Suicide Watch? Read, okay? read real books. I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> Who has time for that? Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. I got bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just put out Bad Piggies. Yeah. Rovio did. Yeah, that game's I, really And good I would too. think maybe that they'd like rest for a little bit, but now they just announced no something. No rest for the wicked. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, maybe they wanted to, but I imagine the people at LucasArts were like, well, your guys are back in the news. You're hot. Yeah. It's rolled out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if anybody's super upset about this news or butthurt about it, um, <laughs> you know, my, my final word would be, you know, Star Wars and Angry Birds are both for little kids. Um, and Star Wars can work for adults, but it's... You know, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds is going to be awesome for them. Like it's sort of the dream mashup that, like, when you were a little kid, the two things you were really into, you wished would come together. It'd be like Mario and Star Wars coming together with yeah. your kids. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, there are Star Wars Transformers. There are all kinds of dumb are there Star really? Wars. Yeah, there there are Transformers that transform between like a Darth Vader figure into like a trans like flying jet. That's really what's cool the, too. What's the alt history on that? What's the yeah. audio? No, there is none. It's just just really silly. Is there, and dumb. Is there when the Emperor but that being, that being said, you know, like 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 George Lucas's inspiration parts. for stuff like Star Wars was things like Buck Rogers and stuff, yeah. which was also a sci-fi show very much geared to, for children, you yeah. know, and to sell toys. So right. most of your fun stuff was made to be crap to sell you toys. Oh yeah, get over yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Angry Birds Star Wars is out November 8th? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the Soon. crazy part of it. I know, right? Yeah, all those palette swaps they had to do. Whew. It must have been so intense. They made a pig head. The thing, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Angry Birds is that it keeps getting better, though. Like, yeah, you, like, know, you, you really liked Bad Piggies. I really liked Bad Piggies, and Angry Birds Space was better than the first three Angry Birds games. And like, so they keep everything they do. Like The quality of those games is increasing, and they're becoming like sort of genuine sort of puzzles that you have to solve instead of just like... You know, time wasting, fling birds, and you know, smash some stuff. They're actually like pretty clever now. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with this. We made the reference to no, you know, no rest for the wicked or whatever, because they're putting it right out after yeah. Bad Piggies. Do you think that's because Bad Piggies isn't Angry Birds Bad Piggies? It's kind of a way to say, hey, we have this other game out too. Yeah, I mean, so I think they had to get Star Wars out before Christmas because they have sure. literally, you know, hundreds and hundreds of toys. Of toys. So the bigger question is, why release Bad Piggies? Why not sit on that? For a well, while? I wonder how that's done too. They they it's made done, a statement. It's, done super it's number well. one. They made a statement that it was the fastest selling. Yeah, that's game. A, but like, a what meaningless does that mean? statement. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the fastest, two days. fastest downloaded like, game scoop. <laughs> it didn't sell many copies, but those copies sold really fast. Like, yeah. I don't know what that so, means. So, so Bad Piggies is. Um, I don't expect that game to do as well as Angry Birds, even though it's a better game because it is more complicated. Like it's much more something for like proper gamers to sit. Like, they give you a level Proper to solve. Gamers. Proper yes. gamers. They give you a level to solve. They say, here's these pieces you have at your disposal. You know, go. Then they turn Ooh. you loose. Like, there's, it's kind of hard and challenging in parts, much more so than Angry Birds ever was. So, um, you know, I, I think it's really cute, and I reviewed it really positively, but I don't expect it to become, you know, a billion-dollar thing like Angry Birds. I'll play Angry Birds Star Wars. Yeah. For sure. I'm actually interested in that. Can you imagine it's going to have the theme music, and then it's going to be remixed with the Angry Birds Is music? it going to have the intro text? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be insane. Episode one. <laughs> Duck 3PO? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man. You don't know any Angry Birds. You never played Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah. The most eagerly awaited arcade game of the year, 
the brand new Star Wars. Sound familiar? Let's check out the action. Justin, tell us the idea you, you were just explaining to us about your, your video game experiment. Yes, I'm saying that in certain video games it would be literally impossible to obey all the laws. And I'm thinking about in Grand Theft Auto, if you tap someone's bumper, that doesn't even register on the, that doesn't even earn you one star mm -mm. in GTA. But in real life, if you tap someone's bumper, oh, you gotta flag them over, you gotta pull over into the Safeway parking lot, and you gotta exchange insurance information. And, but that's not fun. But video I games are supposed to be fun. Yeah, so it's like this bump doesn't seem like, oh, you don't need to get the insurance, and then, oh, you're arguing with them about it. Um, yeah, so that's the idea, is to just do a video on the absurdity of, you know, what playing Crazy Taxi would be like, or could you GTA. Could there be a part, like, where, like, your character goes to get pizza in GTA, and he gets, like, way too much, and he just feels <laughs> really sad the rest of the day? Yeah. He's just, like, super depressed from, like, his food regret? <laughs> Who are we talking about here? I mean, just like a, just <laughs> a guy that loves pizza. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so your idea is to play video, play video games, but obey all the yeah. real laws mm -hmm. that right. we have. What does that mean for something like uh, like Call of Duty? Is that is it okay? You to, need to you know, no killing. No, kill well, no, no you're a soldier. To kill. You're a soldier, but you, you need to, to engage. Kill, right? There's rules of engagement. You may only right. fire when fired upon. Right. Yeah. You may only fire when fired upon, and you need to identify your enemy first. Right. You know, there's no wild spraying of You gotta bullets. you gotta ease up on the, the willy nilly grenade throwing too. Right, no. I mean you never know who could be <laughs> could be somebody in that house. That could be somebody's house. And you just throw a grenade. If you, we've yep. all played GTA and been like shooting at somebody, ah oh, like there's smoke, there's jelly on your screen, somebody's screaming in your ear and then you're shooting and you realize you've been shooting at your own teammate mm -hmm. and you're like, Ooh. Yeah. And if that were real life, you would be court martialed. You would go to jail. <laughs> that's Probably my true, that's yeah. my favorite part of Call of Duty is when you get court-martialed, yeah. right. locked up, and so, yeah, sit there. So you're going to do this? You're going to make this video? Yeah, I think we'll probably do this yeah, video. Really I was also thinking about, like, half of GTA doesn't take place in a war zone. There's the favela level that's just in, like, Brazil. You're just in a you town. Call of Duty. You said oh. GTA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Call of Duty. I don't Duty. remember the favela level of GTA. Yeah, the favela good. level... What about when you go down to Rio de Janeiro? <laughs> <laughs> what about, like, Mario Kart? Like, what are the rules between a dinosaur <laughs> and a man? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we do you not throw banana peels? Because no, you're like, that's not Brian. fair. No, it's also littering. It's yeah. littering? Yeah. What if they did? What if the litter disappears after a certain amount of time? <laughs> after one lap. That's true. I guess I don't know about the laws of the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay, um, fair enough. Anyway, let's, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hi, Hi listeners. Hey. This is uh, Travis Ward. He has a question about XCOM, Enemy Unknown. <clears throat> Mitch, I know you're playing it. I'm playing it. Um, Love it. Anybody else playing this game? Mm -hmm. Not yet. Well, Guys, we're all, come we're all, on. I know, I know. I've got plans to play this game. Me too. There's some, some games have come out recently. Playing Dishonored. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing Borderlands 2. It's just it's too much to play right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I still want to play, I still want to beat Mark of the Ninja. Oh so. man, me too. <clears throat> Backlog. Anyway, Travis says, really enjoy your show. Find you all hilarious, and your points and insights into gaming are incredibly valuable. Oh, thank you, Travis. Uh, first, how, how important is it to the future of the increasingly outnumbered hardcore gamers for XCOM Enemy Unknown to have strong sales? First of all, let's, let's dissect this question. Is that true? Or the, are hardcore, hardcore gamers, gamers are increasingly outnumbered? I, and what is, I, I what disagree with that, that completely. Are I mean, so we, up we, on us? We got well, the MPD it, numbers yesterday, and the second best selling game of the month was Borderlands 2, which is basically a, a, an RPG. Well, it's kind of yeah. outnumbered by one. Number one was Madden. Yeah. It's totally true that, uh, yeah, I think, I, I don't know that I would use the term outnumbered, but it's true that it's hard for hardcore gamers to get the games that they want. There's less and less of them being made. That's, that's what I would agree with. I would completely disagree with that. And less being made? I mean, yeah, we're just it, talking about how there's too much for us to play right now. In the now. past 30 days, we've got Dishonored, XCOM, Resident Evil, like Mark of the Ninja just came out. Like, all of these are really hardcore games. Sure. Fair enough. And even even like Crazy Taxi, which you just reviewed on iOS, that just came out. It's a remake. But like that game, I would still consider kind of a hardcore game. It came out on a... Crazy Taxi's not a hardcore game. <laughs> I mean, it, it fits in the in that hardcore gamer kind of history, right? It's it's casual now, I guess, because it's, it's a lot easier to play. There's not a lot to it. But it's still something that, looking back, we were like, oh, I loved that game. And I was a hardcore gamer who played that game and loved it. I don't know. It's, it's a weird term because no casual gamer sits there and goes, I'm a term. casual gamer. Yeah. Right. No one does that. Like, but hardcore gamers will identify that way. Sure, sure. But like, if you tap a guy's shoulder on the bus and he's playing Angry Birds or Tiny Wings or something, what are you doing? He's not going to be like, I'm casually I'm casual gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Just casually. Just casually. <laughs> so I'm not very hardcore about it. The distinction here is that there's a big, big difference between Call of Duty and XCOM. You know, a game yes. that has mm -hmm. hardcore. Like, you have a 99% chance to blow this enemy's head off in XCOM. You will miss one out of 100 times. Like, yeah. you will miss and die and lose yeah. the mission and I like so it's the, hardcore in that way right like, it's not hardcore in like the hardcore gamer term it's like right. it's like legit hardcore you have to be right. really into it 
to so kind of like, fully understand what it's going for. XCOM is for a special type of gamer. Like, that's not a game. I'm, I haven't played it yet. I'm sure I'm going to love it. You're playing it. You're loving it. Yep. I would not recommend that game to that oh, many yeah. people. You need to be a special kind of gamer to really right. get into it. Like my dad just finished playing Red Dead Redemption in GTA 4. But like, yeah. I would Your never. Dad, huh? That's yeah. crazy. I would really? never. Oh, yeah. He's been on a crazy rock star kick. Yeah. Loves that Arkham City. How old Does he play them on PC? Uh, like 45. No, he's playing on PS3. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah so Your dad is 45? Well, Mitch is a young yeah, 40, 48. I, guess so, yeah. I don't know. I guess you're Sorry, like, Dad. No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Wow. Anyway, is he, watch, I would never is he watching GameScoop? He, I, probably. Once I link it to Facebook, he'll probably <laughs> click it and then like it. I love Mr. Dyer. <laughs> Rob. Uh, so we put up an Rob article back. yesterday, an interview with <clears throat> Trip Hawkins, founder of Electronic Arts, mm-hmm. where he basically said, uh, you know, there's more people playing games now than ever, but there are these casual gamers. They're playing on their, you know, yep. their, on their mobile devices. They're playing Facebook social games. And that he thinks console gaming will stay, but it will become a, a, a niche thing. Uh, like, yeah. But like and the comments are very hostile. Yeah, yeah. well, sure. But here's the thing. Like, that's, we're already here. There is a time when Cityville, you know, this is a Zynga game, that game had 100 million active players. And that's not some wishy-washy <laughs> number. Like, they had 100 million that's people crazy. actively playing that game. So that's, that means games are already niche. That means Call of Duty is already niche compared to something like Cityville. By comparison, I mean, sure, but I mean, yeah. we're still talking about like 10 million people playing Call of Duty. Sure. Yeah. In, I mean, in the grand scope of like the earth, yeah, gaming's pretty <laughs> niche. But in, in terms of like like uh, penetration rate and uh, attach rate, like people per con- games per console, like it's, I don't think it's going away. But that's still, I mean, uh, the millions of people hobby. that bought Call of Duty bought a $60 product, mm-hmm. and then they probably. Uh, Bought fifteen dollar map packs down the line, and then spent. So that's, that's a fair point. Like that, there's still money getting pumped into yes. that. Those yeah, ten million consumers are much more plugged in and engaged than the hundred million people playing Cityville. Mm-hmm. Sure, in terms of time spent, dollars spent, you know, whatever yeah, you want to slice right. it. I don't see it as a bad thing no. if games become niche. Um, maybe that would free up uh, developers. You know, they've become they've become a little bit safe in the in triple AAA games are a little sure. safe yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if I think of like. If you ask me what what are some niche games for this generation? Damn it, what are some niche games from this generation? I would say things like Limbo. Yeah. Mm. Like awesome games like Limbo. But know? Limbo did pretty well, which is it weird. Sold like it's three million copies. Yeah. yeah. Two or three million. At fifteen bucks a pop. So I mean, it is a niche game in the way that um, I don't. know, This is so in the weeds here because then you get into like <laughs> what's a niche game, what's an indie game, like. Right. You know, that was published by Microsoft, right, right. originally? Yes. Literally so, one of the biggest companies on the planet. Yeah, so it's weird. It's like I've always, it's hard to make this description for I, me. But. I think the heart of his question is, yeah, I mean, if you want more games like XCOM, you got to buy XCOM. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. Support what you want. Like, yeah. you are, this is voting with true. your so, dollars kind of thing. We've, all, we've also had the whole, like, Kickstarter thing happen in the yeah. last year and a half, this which is, is yeah. like sure. a totally different venue. Now, that maybe your games don't have to sell that well yeah. at stores. Maybe they just have to sell to enough people on Kickstarter. Yep. So. I mean, and I mean, I think about stuff like XBLA, like... Uh, that platform became a huge hit and everybody made a lot of money Microsoft made a lot of money and then that platform just took off and we got a lot of weird sort of strange smaller $10 games as mm-hmm. a result like if people wouldn't have bought those games when the 360 launched like Geometry Wars or like Outpost Kalaki X or whatever other I, launch games were. and I would argue that like if those games were successful we, we wouldn't have things like Journey on PS3 exactly sure. and in, in terms of that it's a better time than ever for video games right now because yep. it's like back in the 90s you'd have to go to Nintendo and you'd have to say hey we need to license your, your cart technology for <laughs> 70 bucks a pop and we're going to make $4 back a game and Nintendo's going to make 60 on that and some other guy's going to make 9 or 10 who knows some guy at the factory but uh, nowadays, <laughs> you can just go, hey, we're just going to put this out digitally. And yeah. we don't, have to, yeah, we don't yeah. have to license things. Like, Nintendo used to sue people like Blockbuster for renting their games and stuff yeah. like that. Now they just sell the, they, There was a story this week where Nintendo put all of its flagship 3DS titles on the downloadable store. And you don't even have to go into a store anymore for yeah. their stuff. So they're finally even catching on. And they're the oldest dinosaurs when it comes yeah. to this stuff. So. I mean, things absolutely... If XCOM sells well, then we'll see more stuff like XCOM. Like, yeah. that's how... Like, everyone was sure Bioshock was going to flop. It didn't have multiplayer. That was a time when FPS multiplayer was, like, the only thing anybody really cared about. You know, it was sort of this weird. And then that game went on to be a huge success. And now we see lots of games that are like Bioshock. Sure. Um, or at least influenced by it. Like, it's, it's sort of caused this strain of gaming to sort of come back that was gone for a while. So if XCOM does really well, sure, I think we'll definitely see more sort of hardcore turn-based. Related, we had... XCOM comes from Firaxis, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. also developed Civ Revolution, which mm-hmm. came to consoles. Do we know how that game did? I assume probably not well because we never well, got a sequel. I remember it, it being well. popular among yeah. like our crowd. Right, because like, it was awesome. It was really awesome. Yeah. Go was buy really Civ It's like 10 bucks. It's cheaper yeah. on iPad. It's great on iPad, too. Yeah. So Travis's other question is, if I want XCOM to succeed, where would you say is the best place to purchase it? Amazon, GameStop, Best Buy, does it even matter? I mean, that, uh, I, don't that I don't know. Yeah, that's... I can tell you that. If you buy it digitally, you're probably giving more money directly to the... Yeah, I would say so. ...to mm-hmm. the publisher. 
think your only option right now then would probably be PC. Who, who publishes XCOM? Uh, 2K. 2K. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I guess Steam takes still takes their cut. Yeah, yeah it doesn't Which matter. Is just by the game. Substantial. Yeah. Yeah, but yes. Yeah. By XCOM. Good. Good talk, guys. Moving on. Sure. This is David Dominguez Gadson. I recognize that name. It's a good name. Who is looking forward to Animal Crossing on 3DS after the mediocre offering on Wii? Has the yes. Animal Crossing boat sailed, or does the franchise still have limitless possibilities? Did Animal Crossing ever really have limitless possibilities? Yeah. Really? Like, why are those our two options? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's either, it's either right. over, or it's limitless possibilities. I will say that this, that the new Animal Crossing is the most new Animal Crossing since the first Animal Crossing, which I, I almost feel like they released the first game, it was brilliant, and then I was like a crackhead chasing that first hit for like right. years afterwards. Where every single one was just like ghostly former. It was just like I gotta, I gotta go home. And it was get like, oh, let's do it. We're gonna get scanned. And like, fix. oh man, they added this and this and this. And you got down to it. And it was really the same game with pretty much the same textures, most yeah. of the same items. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah, yeah. It was like replaying the same GameCube port, which is actually it was an N64 game originally. Yeah, and you had to set the time um, manually every time you turned on yeah. your console. Um, and <laughs> every single. Yeah. Yeah. So it came out at a time when I was a big Nintendo fan, but I somehow. I just, I just never played Animal Crossing. I got addicted as, can I swear? Yes. I got addicted as fuck to Animal Crossing. I got addicted as motherfuck to Animal Crossing. <laughs> All right. I, I, no, I played. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, was, I was like skipping classes. Yo, yeah, yeah. I would call into work sick and be like, I, uh, 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 and it's weird because by no means does anything else like no other genres like this really grab me like uh, or you know games in this genre like The Sims. I never sat back yeah. and like I was like, oh, I got to build my house and get this guy a job. <laughs> You're so excited when you get a new dresser. You're like, yes. Dude, I was playing like a crazy person. Like I play at two o'clock in the morning in real time and I'm knocking on people's doors. Like wake up, fucking animals! Let's make some transactions. It was great, and I was—you'd customize your own textures, you'd make your own wallpapers. Yeah. Like it was just this fun thing. And pulling then, weeds. Yeah, and Tom Nook was there, and he's like, "Where's my fucking money?" Like every time. And then you know now the the 3DS one's great because you're the mayor now. You run the town. Yeah, so you're think, getting the rent. I think so. I don't know. Tom Nook is probably still finding some way to get all your bells, but what that's how this man. works. But you can go swimming in it. There's an island you can visit. There's like yeah. I'm all get types of stores. It. It's crazy. I, I had a GBA. I'm going to go to the GBA island. I would connect my GBA to my GameCube mm -hmm. using that cable. You, literally too. like the only that and uh, Crystal Chronicles were like the two I, I will say that the that. one thing I really wish, and ever, this is such an easy thing. Everyone always says this, but it, the NES games that were in the GameCube mm. one were unlockable. And it was sort of like, the game was great. Animal was Crossing like, was awesome, but there was like this underlying hunt to find <laughs> them all. Yeah. Yeah. It was like... And like now that's a very common thing for like retro games. Yeah, to be back. yeah. But like back then, when that first came around, mm -hmm. we probably hadn't played those games in twenty years. Well, well now man. Nintendo's like, go visit our online store and download them all for five dollars yeah, each. That, those, days are, those days are never coming back. <laughs> yeah. We're never getting NES games yeah. back in Animal. But yeah, Clue Clue Land. I would never played it for, yeah. if it wasn't for that. And same with Wario's Woods and a whole bunch yeah. of other it things. It just occurred to me that Animal Crossing is just straight up a Harvest Moon clone. Same no, game. that's not really. That's true. not true at all. It's got the real time. How did that just occur to you? Real time. No, the real time clock is absolutely the the hook. Because you got to get home. You you got you got to be home on Saturday to talk to KK Slider or whatever. Things day are happening on holidays. Like yeah. you got one hour to listen to him play his little songs. Yep, that was great. Man. Yeah, but your crops but like, and your yeah, animals yeah. don't your animals don't die in Animal Crossing. I have really really this fond memories of Animal Crossing. Me too. So you're, yeah. we're excited for Animal Crossing on 3DS. I oh, yeah. think, What's it called? I, Animal Crossing 3DS. I, yeah, I totally forget. Nobody okay. knows. Right. Um, Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can just see the YouTube comments now. On this, before before I say what I'm going to say, but that game would make a tremendous amount of sense on iPhone or iPad. <coughs> yeah, it would be incredible. A lot of, I mean, a lot of those Nintendo games, Pokemon, mm -hmm. you know, Pokemon, a lot of those Pokemon games and Animal. I know. I mean, a lot of games make sense for that platform, but especially Pokemon. You'd be setting 3 a.m. alarms to get up and go to the 3 a.m. Well, because KK that, that real time element, like any game that has a real time element, can it's kind of annoying. Like it's annoying to need right. to get back to your system and play Animal Crossing, but that exact same mechanic becomes fun when it's on your phone because you always have your phone with you. I, I remember one year I ran out of the room away from my family and my ex-girlfriend on Christmas Eve to check my town to see if I Why got was your ex-girlfriend? Oh, at the time yeah, she yeah, wasn't your yeah. ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I did that too. I this is the beginning of why. <laughs> I did that too. I had to get home on Thanksgiving to, to get my whatever yeah. gift you get. Man, that game had its claws enemy. That's fun. And what I'm excited about the most is that a bunch of us are going to be playing it here at IGN and um, that's a really good social aspect of like trading stuff in the game. So like me and Andrew Goldfarb will be playing it. Audrey Drake and from the Nintendo team will be playing it and We'll just be trading stuff and ignoring real life. Brian's yeah. gonna be drawing like dick paintings to share to everybody. Yes, sure. that's what I went to art school for. Yeah. You're gonna, well, Mostly I'm, dick paintings. You gotta say that kind of sarcastically, but let's be yeah. real. <laughs> you got a letter from Brian Altano and it says dick butt. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paul Thacker. 
Uh, he it's says, I really, I really enjoyed Darksiders 2. What a huge game! I remember you chatting before the launch about how its sales would determine whether Vigil Studios survived and maybe even THQ itself. It was the best-selling game of August. It has now moved about 820,000 copies worldwide. So is that enough to save Vigil and possibly see a Darksiders 3? Will the Japanese launch on October 18th and the Wii U launch in November make much of a difference? So, that might be enough to say Vigil, but I think they said something like it needed to sell three million copies right, in order to get a Darksiders 3. I, re I really hate when I read stories like that. Like the, I think there was one about Dead Space 3. Five million yeah, to survive like, this? <laughs> come on, it's guys. It's like, really? Come on. Maybe set the bar a little lower yeah, or no. figure something out. Maybe merchandise or something. What sell is some <laughs> Isaac plushies. I don't know what you They have Darksiders novels. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. Really? They're awful. I haven't read them. I guess I shouldn't say that. But every single page I flipped to had something hilarious happening on it. You ever try to read the Battlefield novel? No. Oh, boy. Is it the same deal? Oh, yeah. It's bad. My favorite part about video game novels are when they try to like tie it a little bit too closely into the game, like the game's mechanics. Like, then he got this item, and that let him go to like this place. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, that's weird. We have those awesome, they're called, what are they called? Those, like... The, the ones based on the 80s and 90s NES games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when you're like novelizations. Yeah, and of, you're reading like the Ninja oh, Gaiden yeah. one, and like 20 pages in, there's like a tip, but it's upside down. So you gotta turn the book <laughs> upside down because it's a fucking I, secret. How can I decipher this? Yeah, they're like, oh no! I'm not gonna read that yet. And they're like, all right, all right watch out for wolves. Like, yeah. <laughs> Condors. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't expect the Japanese launch to move the needle very much, but the Wii U launch could, 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 give, Wii U a, totally it could. give a boost. I mean, I, I would almost argue that they have as much writing on the Wii U version as they did the 360 PS3. Not, I mean, it's part of the launch. They're obviously putting a lot of time, effort, money into this port. They're going to want to see that return. They're going to need that they return. Need, they need to call it, do you guys sort of like Zelda? And that should be on the box title. <laughs> two. Yeah. Sort of do you guys like sort of like Zelda, Zelda too? <laughs> Not Zelda two, but Zelda as well. Yeah. Yes, as yeah. well. Also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, do we know if is it a launch day title or is I it? I believe in, it is. Is yeah, it in the yeah, three-year yeah, long yeah, we, launch we, window? We, we played it a few weeks ago. Like, yeah. It was in the office. Yeah. yeah. And, oh really? You know, I didn't know. It's, it's the game, and they move all this crazy HUD stuff to the screen, and yeah. You know, it's it's doing its damn thing, but I don't know if it's going to like if the if they're like oh man this didn't sell enough, but everything's riding on the Wii U version right here. So right. Yeah. We'll see. It was yeah. a success. Uh, I know. But a sequel. We'll see, I guess. This is Dimitri or Demetrius. He's from Cyprus. Cyprus Hill? No, just from Cyprus. Okay. Is that a place? So he's going to try to keep yeah. this short. I love movies with bad endings where the bad guys win, everybody dies, and it's depressing. <laughs> what? And then he puts a happy, a happy face <laughs> emoticon in there. He, so Demetrius is a sociopath. Yeah. He says, I've had enough of them good guys winning for the past 20 years. I've tried my hardest, for example, to get the worst possible ending in Heavy Rain. Jeez. Are there more games like that where you finish the game but it's awesomely horrible, the bad guys win and everything has gone south? High fives all around, Dimitri. Can we all <laughs> high five right now? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, it's White funny, guys. It's funny you said... It's, <laughs> It's funny you said that he tried really hard because you have to do the opposite of that in Heavy Rain. Like you have to really not try to get the bad ending. Yeah. For everyone to die, for you mm. just like they're like it's like oh save me I'm drowning. And you're you're like, just like no I'm nah. gonna put the controller down. I have a favorite downer ending, but it's it's a spoiler. Okay, Spoil full we're going full spoilers. How for, how, how, okay, for who sure, even knows whatever. what? Uh, so I'm gonna set this up. This is a spoiler. A game made by Valve. Ooh, so good choice. You're warned. Yeah. Just gonna say Half Life Two Episode Two. Oh my God! Yep. Right. Yes. Probably my favorite game yeah. ending ever. But that's also huge downer. That's kind of a that's kind of a cliffhanger because there's more coming. Yeah, so but it's, it's like, very Empire Strikes Back. Like, yeah, like that's talking true. about earlier. That's if, true. And if you don't care about spoilers, it's you know this Eli, the guy who's been helping you the whole time. He's been like a, a mentor to Gordon. I mean, the dude just he dies. And it's what's her name? So unexpectedly, Alex Vance's father. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you've been relying on him. He's taking you to the next place that. Yeah. You know, you're going to go and, and gets, save the he world. It's in a very brutal way. It's too. really gross. <laughs> like, it's brain. really sad and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. And then it fades to black, and then we never get Half Life 2 <laughs> Episode 3. Never. Oh my God. Nope. You, you just hear Alex crying for like two straight minutes. It's, yeah. Oh, so, so, so sad, man. I'm getting chills right now, actually. It's amazing. You I guys want to go, go play Episode 2 again? Yeah. It's so good. Did you guys finish Enslaved? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You thought that was a downer? I thought it, I like it. Kind of philosophically, yeah, because mm. um, the entire the entire time, right? Like you have this. I'm going to spoil this for you guys. Sorry. I mean, I kind of don't want to. You should play enslaved. I played it. I, did, I wasn't that wild about it. So feel okay. Free. So <laughs> the entire time, you have this idea that these villains are just these like mindless robots, and they have all this stuff. Mm. But and you're you're trying to get to this very specific point to stop them. And you arrive, and you realize that these aren't bad people. The reason they're kidnapping human beings is specifically so that they can put them in this like fake virtual world 
where it's, this place sucks, so we're gonna put you in a fake place where all of your dreams come true, where you have a family and you're happy and it's great, and it kind of presents you with this choice, like, are you gonna save them, or are you gonna take, are you gonna let them be, or are you gonna take it off their heads, what are you gonna do, and then it just cuts to black. That sounds exactly like the Matrix. It's sort kind of the Matrix. Yeah, it's very Matrix. Like the real world in the Matrix sucks, but they still try to wake people up. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. They gotta yeah, eat that, like, Porridge stuff. I don't even know. That's yeah. the only thing. But like, pull, yeah. that's the thing I remember most about that movie. Is he pulls the crank, and then this like oatmeal comes out, and it's like, Ugh. yeah. At least you know, maybe I, you get a nice container for it. I like yeah. that you remember yeah. the sloppy food, not like guns. Lots of guns. Yeah. Or anything memorable. About and that characters. stupid mousy guy on the ship. Um, but if this guy, if this guy's not playing the Walking Dead games that are out now, then that's where he needs to go because those those are just grim left. Yeah, that, that yeah. story is not going to have a happy ending. No, no. Did nope. you guys, I'm not going to spoil no or way. say anything, but did you guys play episode four? Mm -mm. Not, well, that's what it's what Kim and I are doing tonight. God <laughs> damn, have fun. So Greg didn't wasn't as crazy about it, but you liked it. A I lot. loved it. Okay, good. I think it's the best one they've done. I think I think Ooh. episode four is the best thing Telltale has ever done. Ooh, all right. Wow, very very exciting. And there's no way. I mean, we don't know anything about episode five, but there's no way. It's just not. There's no happy ending for these characters. It's not possible. Probably. Uh, final question comes from Steven Santana. Uh, this year, for the first year in about five years, I'm actually going to dress up for Halloween. It's going to be I'm going to be Nathan Drake from Uncharted 3. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with Cole McGrath, but his jacket in the first game is unique, and I'm not a creative clothing guy. That is a really cool jacket. Slowly, yeah. the packages are coming in, and I can't wait to wear it to my <laughs> college classes, and later on, show it off to my friends. Just shows up for <laughs> history. Hey, guys! It's half Chuck. <laughs> it's on Halloween, dude. No one's going to know who he is. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a scarf on. They're just going to think he like was on Extreme Makeover, and yeah. now he's all Metro. <laughs> what are your plans for this Halloween? Are you going to wear a costume? And when was the last time you went trick-or-treating? Oh. Trick-or-treating? Wow. Yeah. Like knocking on people's doors asking for candy? Yeah, that's been a few years. It's been quite a while <laughs> since, yeah. I mean, I'm a 31-year-old adult male. People so. knock on my door now. Really? Well, no, that but that's, I'm of that age. You're the, oh. <laughs> I have a door that people knock, could have the ability to knock on. You'll find on. out this year. No, I live in an apartment, so nobody oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in an apartment building, too. That I didn't mean people literally <laughs> knock on my door. I just mean I've crossed that point in Crack my life. Crackheads do. Yeah, you know, we, yeah we live in a city, and unfortunately, trick-or-treating doesn't really happen in a city. No, people mm -hmm. go to the mall. It's sad. First of all, there aren't kids. And second of all, it'd be very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody has a house. So yep. yeah. for all these reasons, you don't trick-or-treat, which I, it's sad. I, I, I kind of miss that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm using a big Halloween party at Rocket Room. If you got, if any of you viewers in the Bay Area, you should be there on Friday, October 26th. But I haven't figured out a costume yet. I didn't know this was happening. I'm glad I'm here. For yes, <laughs> this is happening. Good. I don't. I don't have one either. I'm trying to do like a couples costume thing with my girlfriend, and she's gonna yeah. dress up. As, she's basically dressing up as a red dress that's like a bottle of hot sauce. It's just okay. It's, oh, a, it's, it's so just a really slim white red dress with a little green hat. And so she's you like, what should you be? You have to be a burrito. Right, yeah, she's sriracha. Yeah, but that sucks for me. Yeah, then I gotta be in this giant burrito costume. You just wrap a blanket around yourself. That's it. No. No, that's more of like a homeless Mexican Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's not really a food item. Hey, can I get your uh, dude in a blanket? I'm hungry. No, that's not how that works. Can you put some hot sauce on that? That'll save it. You have two costume possibilities, you said. Is no, no, I had two uh, possibilities for games with bad endings. Was all. Oh, okay. Oh. I have no idea what I'm doing for Halloween. Probably nothing. Hmm. My costume's a secret, but Jamie and I do have couples costumes planned. Okay. See, I'm, I'm not really enthusiastic about Halloween like I used to be. I just kinda, It just kind of happened. I don't know. You're a jerk. I know. I hate yeah. fun. Halloween's the best. Halloween's fun. I just it takes time to build a costume, and I don't really want to go to a store and buy like a shitty, stupid, like fat Spider-Man costume. No, you don't do that. You make a co like you assemble one yourself. Like the that what was the reader's hard. name? Steven Santana. Like how Steven do, Santana. How do GameScoop listeners all have the best names? I know it's I know. every single person. It's pretty good. Uh, we're out of time this week, but Justin, you do have a notepad here. We do. Do we have a second? We'll do one. We'll, we'll do, do one. one. We'll give people a tease for what's to come on GameScoop. So I found on Damon's desk a notebook of you know at various E3s or other events of notes this is happening now of notes that <laughs> he so that Damon had taken about games and wow. uh, the thing about notes we were joking about this yeah we all know this in the room but people are talking and so you're furiously writing as fast as you can and then afterwards your notes make no sense <laughs> at all <laughs> and so we were just reading some of these like out of context non sequitur quotes and so the mm. game we're going to play and so what year is this one do we know what year even this is um, this must have been like 2009 yeah i think we out, said right? 2009 and 2010 okay. um I don't know definitively. Okay. Tilt it and up, so, tilt it up, tilt it up. He can see he's cheating. So we are going to, readers can play at home. I'm going to read <laughs> off some notes from this notebook, and we have to try to guess what game it is. Damon, this is, and you're both we're welcome involved. to chime in. Yeah, we're all, we're all playing okay. together here. So, note number one, giant sword guns. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. We're um, moving. I have an idea. Sounds like, 
we have a uh, we have Shebat Boss. <laughs> Shebat Boss. Shebat Boss. Shebat is with a dash in oh. the middle. Shebat. Shebat. Shebat Boss. We have a Boss. We have a cool cool golem gate. Cool. Golem gate. I'm sorry, go again. Cool golem gate. Like golem. Golem. Like golem. A, like a cool golem guy. gate. Not golem like Lord of the Rings. Geo. So I've, I've got it. Do you? Is it the first Darksiders? I think it's Darksiders two. Uh, no, so it wouldn't have been. But there is a, two, so is two, is two. If it is two thousand nine, then it would okay. be the first Darksiders. So and I've also I, the I, bat I, boss. Yeah. <laughs> is what it makes. So it all of what you've said is basically Darksiders two as well. So. <laughs> So we also, uh, the order I'm reading these notes, they should be getting more obvious as I go. Okay. So are, the, we, are we correct or the, not? Okay, so the final <laughs> note, here on, hold on, the final note is uh, Zelda for grown-ups. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good note. I take offense to that, for sure. <laughs> this, is why, uh, this is why people always give a shit for video game journalism, because like, if you found Anderson Cooper's notebook, <laughs> it would be like, hundreds of lives lost, and ours were like, she bet, boss. <laughs> yeah. Journalism. It's true, yeah. It's true. Uh, yeah, that must have been the first Darksiders. Yeah. That would have been at Judges League <laughs> yeah. in whatever, 2009, right. 2010. Right. We're going to do one more. Damon, you can't participate in this one, because oh, we, we, we talked about this it. One? Okay. Right. So this is for you two. Okay. Disney Disneyland, Disneyland version of Paris. That's actually already a pretty good clue. Okay. Uh, climbing the Eiffel Tower. The saboteur. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Zeppelins serve as <laughs> helicopters, and you write all these notes about black and white and color, and like your notes make no sense. It's like everything black and white, car color, and it's like what? <laughs> it's like to be fair, when we first saw that game, that's what it was like black and white. Like whoa, it's a red car. How'd that happen? Yeah. Then it's like solve missions, color returns to world. That's what your notebook like says right here. Brink, brink Zeppelins, roof jumping. That's pretty good. Roof jumping. That's a really helpful note. I spent know. more time playing that game than I should have, I think. I finished it. I actually never played the final game. It's, really? It's yeah. really good. It was fun. really good. I think yeah. it's underrated. GTA with Nazis. Who made, <laughs> who made that game? Oh, it was Pandemic. Uh, yeah, Pandemic, yeah. wow. And then they died. Yeah. Oh. It was that game. That's a fun game. We'll, we'll, play, we'll bring that back. We, we need a name can, for it. We can play that. Readers yeah. should send in what, yeah, they're, send in what, what should we name? Game. Name that game. Name that. <laughs> Viewers and, and listeners. That's all the scoops we have for you this week, though. Remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon Hatfield. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.